Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 223. John and Wendy talk to Ben Travis. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. Happy June. Happy June. This is crazy. I, I'm not quite sure where May went, but here we are. Before we talk what's even more crazy and, and what you're up to right now, we want to reiterate, because it is coming, June 12, 7 p.m. Eastern, yes. on the Twitter. It is the HR Social Hour five-year anniversary chat. Please plan to be there. Uh, yes, we. <laughs> I see some excitement from our guests. Yeah. We, we, we want to make this a big deal, so we are going to be talking yes. about it a lot. I got to put it right up front. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what we're gonna join do. us. Get your calendars marked because you're ready to go. It's so hard to fathom that it's been five years, but considering the pandemic started two years ago, maybe it's not so. Yeah, <laughs> so unbelievable. Indeed. Well, we we want to put that out. I shouldn't say it's crazy, Wendy, but it is exciting. I was recording our last episode from Pittsburgh for work. Mm-hmm. You yep. are back on the conference circuit. I am, and. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. You know, I, I have missed it as much as I am a homebody and I like to be at home and I, you know, and, and, and Vegas is not my favorite spot. We, you know, you and I are not big fans. This is not my favorite spot to go, but this has been a phenomenal conference so far. I am at Unleash America in Las Vegas. Um, thank you to Nikki Hoyland and Hewler for the invitation to, to come and check it out. Um, John, there are people here I didn't expect to see, quite honestly. And, you know, I had put it out on Twitter saying I was going to go. Let me know if you're going to be there. I don't know what happened in the the netherworlds. But, um, you know, today I'm walking around and I run into Jessica Miller-Merrill and Rhonda Taylor and Aaron Spencer and um, Trish McFarlane. And I'm just like, all these awesome just, just people. Just rub it in, Wendy. Just rub it in. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking when I got your text. I'm like, thanks. Just- <laughs> Elena Valentine is here. And again, I didn't really expect to see all these folks. I have, I've missed a couple of sessions because I've got, you know, you stop and talk to people and, um, but it's not just talking to the people. It's not just seeing the people, but there's some real, there's been some really phenomenal speakers here talking about how work has changed and things that we have to think about differently. And it's not just the platitudes of, um, you know, be kind to your employees. That's, that's the theme, you know, think about your, your employees first. We need to be employee set centric now, but there's some real actionable things. I sat in on a session um, uh, just a bit ago before we jumped on here on um, inward mobility and how do you help your employees track internally? And I know John, you and I have talked about this, but you know, helping those employees not see different career paths, and then how do you track it to help your leaders understand that this is a good thing? Because we all have those leaders who uh, I can't lose them. I can't lose them. They can't go. I, I can't have any more openings. But how do we help those leaders see that this is a good thing and, and showing the data, getting into that nitty gritty uh, of the work? It's really been great to get back into the in-person learning, the in-person tweeting. Um, so y'all find the hashtag Unleash America. There's lots of great stuff um, there. And yeah, it's on Twitter. So you'll be able to find it <laughs> even after the conference is over. Um, but I'm super pumped. Uh, Nikki and I are going to record tomorrow. 
um, and talk about her experience at the conference and how it's been for them and uh, what we've what we've gotten gotten a chance to learn. So I'm just it's great to be back. Um, I will say I'm really happy my first conference back was a small one. Um, I don't know how many people are here, but it's small enough. It's in one hotel, so you don't have to move different hotels. And it's easy to bump into people. It's easy to meet people and make connections and have great conversations. So I'm glad it's a small conference. I know the big conferences can be fun, but, you know, hey, Chad and Cheese are here talking to the EEOC commissioner. So, you know. <laughs> I was super excited for you. I was super yeah. bummed. I got that FOMO that everybody talks about. <laughs> Next week's episode is actually going to be an unleashed episode with you yep. and a cast of thousands or wh whoever's involved. I don't know what you're doing. So I look forward to <laughs> hearing that, hearing it before we release. I'm glad, I'm glad you're back on the circuit and representing social hour and, having a good time. And I, you know, I think next year, you know, we'll get our own little pull up banner and, uh, and, and come here as well. I think we could probably figure out how to make that happen. Um, get a, get us set out that, because I think this is, this is the start. I, I hope this is the start of, um, of getting back out there for all of us because you have been missed, John. I can say that everyone has asked, where's John? Oh. So, we need to be sure that John comes next time. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I'm also appreciative of tonight's guest who yeah. we met way back way at back a big when. HR conference who, let's just face it, had the coolest mascot ever with a fern. <laughs> and I was embarrassed because I thought he had been on the show and I was looking back at my notes and I'm like, I thought Ben had been on the show. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. But that's because I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I'm really glad he's here. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, Ben made sure other folks were on. Yes. Which was good, but we are, yeah, I am super pumped that we get to chat with Ben today. He is the founder of HR Chief, a community dedicated to improving the human resources people operations space. With a passion for employee experience and a background in digital strategy, he enjoys solving impactful problems with technology. Well, Ben... Again, we are so pumped to have you here. First question, as always, what is in your glass? Thanks. So glad to be here. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you all. So yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm like fanboying out right now. Um, so in my in my glass right now, I have some kombucha. I'm very big on kombucha. I did have a kombucha brewing set up. I need to get back to that. Oh, wow. Right now, it's Ninja Kombucha brewed out of Richmond, Virginia. Awesome. Ben, as I mentioned, I, I was embarrassed thinking that you had been on, but I'm glad you are now. And, and I know many <laughs> of the folks in our community know you because you've been very active for a long time. I got to ask, though, how exactly did you get your start in the HR tech space? Yeah, it's a good question. So I started in the recognition and rewards space. So I think uh, some folks might know me from my time over at Bonusly. Um, and I led the content and research over there. So really started developing a lot of yeah, research and content around employee engagement, employer rewards, company culture, uh, leadership, those sorts of things. So that's kind of where uh, where I got my start. But yeah, very much into uh, starting with data, getting into that, and then being able to share that in sort of a, a cohesive story to help folks understand the space a little bit better. Storytelling is so important. Ben, when we first met you, you were with Bonusly. Tell us about what you decided to do when you first left there and what drove you to make that choice. And then what have you learned? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I, I feel like this might be a little bit uh, different than, than some of my peers who have, who have left. 
um, some of their companies recently and the whole great resignation and other industries. I ended up going to pursue a travel sabbatical. Um, actually, I really love the team over at Bonusly and I really love the product and mission, but I just knew that that was the time for me to, to pursue that dream. So I ended up traveling to about a dozen states and about a dozen countries with my wife. Um, so we did that for about eight months and I learned uh, a lot. Yeah, happy to, to be settled down now, but that was a really great experience. I did a number of work exchanges, house sittings, uh, and visiting friends and family, and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of eating different foods. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. What, what was one of your top experiences? I, I think one of, my, so one of my favorite experiences was uh, volunteering over at a, an eco B&B in Denmark and just getting to know, I, it was kind of out in a smaller town and being a little bit closer to nature, a little bit closer to the food that you eat and a little bit closer to people coming in from, from all over the place. So it was a really nice exercise and, and empathy and kind of slowing down. Uh, I think it's easy uh, you know, especially if, if you're being used to being in the, the, the tech space to go a uh, hundred miles a minute kind of thing and just kind of slowing down and, and enjoying the, some of the small things. I think we should mention, Ben, that you did this in the midst of COVID. Why would I do no, this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure you didn't plan that. We had an opportunity to visit a little while back. And I think you mentioned you were at a point where you all, you are going to go to Antarctica, right? That was Pardon? We we were so I think one of the things that we learned about was uh, being being adaptable, um, <laughs> and as as we know, COVID has has changed plans for a lot of folks. Fortunately uh, for for me, it was just a, a trip cancellation. So uh, that that's something that will will happen later on down the line. But I was very very uh, thankful that I was able to go to a lot of different places. Uh, most of the places that uh, we wanted to go, fortunately, we were able to do that. I know when you first told, when we started seeing some of your pictures and things you're doing, I was excited for you to be able to take that opportunity. And I think the perspective would be so different in the midst of something like this. I mean, have you traveled enough prior to get a, you know, did it feel that much different or did you have that frame, frame of reference? I, I think, yeah, I think fortunately, um, so uh, my wife and I had, had done a lot of traveling beforehand and also grew up at least a little bit outside the States. Um, so that was not necessarily anything new. And we weren't, you know, going to anywhere super dangerous or, uh, or, or out there. Was, um, one thing uh, that I did want to mention or go back to is the whole, like, did we plan this during COVID? And I kind of want to say like, part of it was because of, of COVID and understanding, like, if not now, when? Right. So, and, and fortunately we were in the position to be able to do that. And it's not like, you know, we were doing, uh, you know, staying in, in Ritz Carlton's the whole time we were doing work <laughs> exchanges and, and, and house sitting, uh, which I have plenty of stories uh, about uh, how those went. But I, I do think there's a certain aspect of, yeah, if, if not now, when? So that mm -hmm. kind of pushed us to, all right, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, you had these traveling adventures and you and your wife decided, hey, it's time to, I don't want to say come back to reality, but <laughs> Maybe settle down or, or plant your flag and get off the road and be somewhere. And, and, and mm -hmm. part of that process, you you launched HR Chief. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, what exactly is HR Chief? What led you to decide to start it at this point? HR Chief is basically, you know, kind of a hub for, for resources and also uh, jobs for folks in, in HR and people ops. I really have a heart for uh, folks in the HR and people ops space. One thing I realized is 
I just, I love working with these folks because when they succeed, the entire organization succeeds. If you're in that space, if you get into that job, you really have a heart for people. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of things that sometimes get in the way of making that impact, whether it's having to do tasks that you don't want to do or dealing with other policies. So I guess my, my thinking was, how can I make uh, life easier for folks so that they can make a, a stronger impact on, on their organization? So part of that is creating open shared resources for those in, in the industry. So anything from you know policies to checklists, uh, surveys, those sort of things to uh, a job board. One of the things that we've all realized is, um, you know, remote opportunities can be really great for some folks. So as part of that, there is a remote only uh, HR job board as part of HR Chief. Uh, so that consistently uh, gets updated. So folks are submitting to that. Um, and like I said, most it's all uh, remote jobs and uh, we try to have most of them have some sort of com uh, compensation transparency as well. Because I think that's where that's where things are moving and that's the right thing to do. Um, oh, and then one thing I wanted to mention too, sort of in the, the, the testing phase, I sent over a, a link for, for y'all uh, before this, but we're also developing some HR tools powered by AI to help people focus on people. Very cool. Very I cool. got the link. I have not had a chance to look at it yet. I do yeah. appreciate that because <laughs> it, it, it's exciting. You have this background and aptitude and ability to an interest, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to put these things together. So I, I appreciate that. And I, I look forward to, uh, to actually spending some time. With it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely fun to play around with. That's for sure. We've gotten to a point where people can, you know, stop looking at as, as, at a novel, as a novelty and actually start using AI to help move things forward with the organization. Wendy, I don't know if you have a, a, a different thought after your recent session. <laughs> No, it's it's interesting because, yeah, the EEOC commissioner, you think they're going to come in and say, no, do not do this. And his his format was really it's here. You sh It's a tool. You should use it, but you need to be sure you're using it properly. You're using it correctly. And I think that's where a lot of HR professionals get a little wary because we've all been sold. We've all we've all dealt with that vendor that sold us a bad bill of goods. How can we make how can we be sure we're asking the right questions? How can we be sure we're getting what we think we're getting? Um, I think that's the, the main thing. Anything you can do to help HR folks with that, I think it's a good thing because it is here. It's a tool. It's not, you know, like social media, like the uh, being online. None of that is inherently bad. It's just how are you using it? Yeah, it's also realizing it's it's not going to fix all your problems. <laughs> Technology is is not that magic wand that's going to fix all of your problems. And I think too often we have looked to, oh, we're going to implement this software and everything will be fine and, and dandy. And it's all how you use it. Absolutely. Well, with what you're seeing, Ben, and all of the stuff you're putting out, what do you see as the top concerns HR is going to be concerned with in um, 22 and 23? Yeah, I think one of the one of the great things about watching this back, uh, yeah, I guess it was uh, right around uh, January, is I've, I've been able to have a lot of great conversations with folks in the HR space um, and kind of get a, a renewed uh, vision of what what's sort of top of mind for everyone, especially as we're thinking about how, how's the rest of the year going. Um, so asking folks, you know, things continue to change very quickly in, in a lot of ways, both fortunately and unfortunately. Um, and then what do, what do things look like for, you know, later on down the road in mm -hmm. 2023. So I, I think that um, we, had a, we had a pretty good article about this. And as I've had some of those conversations, I'm also kind of adapting uh, some of the thinking, but some, some themes that I keep hearing in these conversations um, and that 
I'm also, you know, keeps coming up on, on Twitter chats, keeps coming up in industry news and otherwise. Um, definitely is that retention and hiring piece. So that continues to be really important for folks in the space. You know, staffing teams can be a big challenge and then keeping the right people. I think uh, we were just talking a little bit before this around what that looks like for professional development on teams, uh, among a lot of other retention strategies. We're still dealing with um, this, this shift to remote work and some folks have really embraced it. There are a lot of organizations that have just moved fully remote, which, which can be a great move. And then there are a lot of folks who uh, have gone straight back to the office, which, you know, it depends. Uh, you, you might have to do that for specific industries. And then for some organizations, maybe that was a little bit too soon. So we're kind of still seeing what the ramifications are for this. And, and I think we're also saying that's a, it's not a one, uh, one size fits all strategy. And then uh, the other thing, um, you know, as <laughs> the year has uh, gone on, we've seen a lot of inflation. So I do think that compensation and benefits is going to be a, a, a much larger part of the conversation, maybe than it was before, especially as teams are starting to reevaluate how does compensation look for existing employees? How does that look for new folks coming in? Um, there's been a lot more talk around sal salary transparency. Uh, again, I think that's extremely important, but that also puts more pressure, I think, on HR and people ops to, to deal with that. And one of the things that we've done over the last bit of time is crowdsource questions from previous guests. It, it helps to lighten our load. And, and, <laughs> and it's always interesting to, to see what other perspectives people bring to the table. In this case, Amber Sauer asked, what are we not talking about in the HR community that we should be? I guess the first few things that come to mind, I think y'all have already touched on. So I'm, I'm going to try and bring up something a little bit different. I think the idea of taking big bets seriously should, should be more of a topic. So when I say that, when I say taking big bets seriously, it, that means um, wholesale shifting to remote work for some organizations. That means actually moving to a four hour work week. It means not like really implementing a strict policy on no communication outside of work hours, things that, you know, a couple of years ago we said that's never going to happen. And we've seen organizations jump on that. So I think that idea of, of taking big bets seriously um, should be discussed more. And it's really challenging. Not everyone can do that. Totally understand that. But in order to be competitive, in order to be able to adapt, you need to start making those big bets um, to, to not just survive, but thrive. Who do you see out there making those big bets? I mean, you mentioned some pretty big deals. <laughs> I mean, are you seeing people that either you're talking to or just as you're looking at what's going on in the world, are you, are you seeing that? Yeah, I think there's some smaller organizations that are a little bit, they can be a little bit more nimble who can try these. Um, maybe before the Fortune 500 companies of the world. So I, I can think of a few that have shifted to remote only. And then there are also organizations outside the U.S. where they have to, by law, implement policies where they can't contact their employees outside of work hours. Yeah, I don't know that if that's particularly helpful because that's a little bit general. No, no. Um, I can't think of any uh, off the top of my head. I have friends, past colleagues that are, are working at places where these types of things are being implemented. It's a little bit radical. Sometimes you get a little bit of a whiplash, but again, that if you're going to not just survive, but thrive, I think that's something to, to keep in mind. Um, Cause we're seeing that more and more often these ideas that were previously unthinkable, just kind of pie in the sky idea 
idea is actually coming to fruition. Although that's that's not totally fair. There's some large organizations, I think, like Microsoft that have, have been doing some tests around the, the four-day work week as well. We're seeing more of that. More people are talking about how to be how to be flexible within the the work environment, especially if you have to if people have to be in an office or go to a, a location to do their work. How can you make that more flexible for them? Yeah, and that's you know it's not possible for every industry, mm-hmm. um, you know at least not right now. But there are definitely some uh, big changes that that folks are starting to implement and seeing some pretty great rewards on that. Agreed, Ben. It is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Ooh, I always was really interested in those like Discovery Channel specials about like marine biology and diving into the depths. (laughs) So I think marine biologist would probably be mine, which is a little bit ironic given that uh, I get a little bit nervous when I'm like out too far in in the ocean. (laughs) Ben, the, the marine biologist answer comes up more than more than mm. more than I would have expected, and I think it right? was Joey Price that wanted us to ask the question to the next person that had it that said marine biologist, but I cannot for the life of me remember it. Wendy, we've we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Noel Wilson mentioned it. There's been a, I bet this Georgette. year we've had four. Yes, Georgette Cartagena. I bet four people at minimum yeah. in the last six months have said marine biology. <laughs> it was it was the career of choice. Back I'm in not the, an outlier. All you right. are not. And I'm going to have to go through the archives and listen and actually yeah. figure out somewhere to put it in my book so that the next time somebody says it, I can throw the question out. Yeah. Stump them. <laughs> sure. sure. Ben, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I've, I've gained a lot of interesting people in my network in the past year. Um, I think one person, especially for this audience, um, to follow up with would be uh, Charlotte Dales. And uh, she's the CEO of Inclusively. Um, They do a really great job of matching talent and and employers. So definitely recommend checking them out, um, doing some really, yeah, really innovative work in the space. If you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Ooh, one piece of advice. Um, I, I think for me, I think one good piece of advice would be don't let you hold yourself back. I think mm. that we end up putting a lot of limitations onto ourselves. It's important to acknowledge your own, you know, your own ambition. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that you are, are often going into situations with not as much experience or skills and you have a lot to learn from folks, but don't feel like you are beholden to your own limitations. Um, I think we often kind of put imaginary barriers around what we can and can't do. There's a lot of potential we have in, in ourselves. So, and, and I think that we often uh, just put our own selves in the way. So yeah, I think, yeah, don't let you hold yourself back. Ben, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community or even the community at large? I'm hoping the HR chief would be the the part about giving back to the HR community. I think the larger community ended up starting a, a nonprofit with some friends about, I think it was like 10 years ago, uh, called Brighter Children. So it's really focused on childhood education. Um, got some really amazing partner schools in places like Colombia, Honduras, uh, Kenya. I've since stepped back. I think uh, it was about four years ago, stepped back a little bit, but they're continuing to go strong really great work that they're doing, um, a really great mission. So yeah, I, I would highly recommend checking them out and uh, 
<laughs> yeah, if it's in the cards, becoming a, uh, a re- recurring donor because they do some really great work. That is awesome, Ben. That's really cool. I like that. So what's your favorite movie? Oh, I, so I actually, I recently watched uh, The Matrix Resurrections, uh, which was, which was pretty good. Um, and I have to say, I think my favorite movie of all time would be the original Matrix. I think that's the only one really that I end up going back and watching again and again. Okay. Yeah. Great, great action scenes. Uh, love the story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the soundtrack. Oh man. I think I played the soundtrack on repeat, like hundreds of times. Yeah. Oh, wow. Growing up. Yeah. I can vividly remember seeing The Matrix the summer it came out because it came out the same year as Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so disgusted that The Phantom Menace was so bad compared to the movie. Because <laughs> like, I thought The Matrix was this, I was blown away the first time. I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And I thought, oh man, we got fan, we got Jar Jar being like, this sucks. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars should have been the greatest sci fi movie that year and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. What's your favorite or the most memorable performance you've ever attended? One of my favorite bands of all time is Dispatch. So really fun jam band. And they had broken up for a long time and just gotten back together in 2011. So I got some friends and I was, uh, I was in Atlanta at the time and I had just moved there. Um, but yeah, I got some of my new friends and we went out to this concert. It was like open air concert and one of my favorite bands. And it was just like, such a good show, great environment, like everyone just having a good time. They actually just released a new version of the general in uh, in, in Russian to uh, to address the Ukraine conflict. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Wow, cool. So Ben, if you could be a character or in a TV show, either as a character or as yourself, what TV show would it be? Uh, all right, so I'm going to nerd out a little bit. Um, I really enjoy Star Trek and one of my favorite uh, ev- evolutions of the series is Star Trek Lower Decks. So I would love to voice a character <laughs> on Star Trek Lower Decks. I think that would be the absolute best. That would be so much fun. <laughs> I think that's the first animated character I think so. I think that, so. we've, that we've had. I love it. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be Ben Travis Day all around the world. What are we going to do to celebrate? Let's all, so I'm, I'm really big into tacos. I love tacos. I love naps. So just tacos and naps all day. I know that there's got to be a better answer from other folks on the mm. show, but that, I, that, that would is, be that 100% perfect, Ben Adam. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> tacos and naps. I don't know. That's, that, that would be hard to top. That would be hard to top. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just, you know, regular Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, as you know, Ben, uh, we are outsourcing. So as your last question, if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? What are you thankful for? It's oh, a nice one. It is now in the book. And Ben, we typically don't answer the question, but I will say I'm thankful for you. With your previous employer in Bonusly, we connected and we were so fortunate to be able to work with you. And, and that's why I thought you had been on the show because I'm just I'm losing my mind <laughs> in my in my old age. You have been such a tremendous supporter of us in this community. And fun fact for those that are still listening, this is the latest episode where all the people on the show live or have lived in the city of Richmond, Virginia, yep. which is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're able to do that. Again, I appreciate you so much and I appreciate you 
being with us and talking about these adventures because I know when we saw you were doing this world tour and then now with HR Chief and all the other things you have going on, we're just really excited for you. Now, I know a lot of our listeners are probably connected already, but for those that are not, best way for them to reach you out there. Yeah, best way to reach me. Uh, so I'll say two things, hrchief.com. Uh, that's for all the HR Chief stuff and for um, all my personal stuff. If you want to catch me on social media or read some of my uh, travel blogs, just benjamintravis.com. That's where you can reach me. And also just want to say really thankful for y'all. So much fun meeting you all that time ago at, uh, at Sure Manual. And I know that you do such a great job of connecting the community. The Twitter chats are always so much fun. You do a really great job of, of keeping that engagement up. And also um, just a shout out to all the folks in the community. Um, thank you so much for making this a, a welcoming and warm place. I, don't, I can't think of a, a better HR community here. So y'all, y'all do a great job of fostering that. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, check thank some you, I'll send you some tacos. <laughs> now, that, now that we're close, so we might be able to make I, it happen. I, I got to say, I got to say one thing. I am such a fan of the stickers, so I, I need to say, <laughs> if you have any other stickers, I will take them because they are. I might be able to make, make me happen. so happy. I may be able to make that happen. We will have a lot of that in the show notes. And then, yes. Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there. Best way, as always, on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Actually, maybe I'll actually post some stuff from Unleash, share some knowledge there. Um, haven't done that in a while. Definitely check it out there. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter. And be sure you have your calendars marked for the next one, June 12th. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow, all those things we appreciate. And particularly when you follow, you're going to get a new episode each and every week. Mm -hmm. International listeners, we would love to talk to you uh, yes. about whatever it is you're doing and, and where you're doing it and how you're doing it. It's easier, though, for you to get in touch with us than for us to get in touch with you. So reach yes. out and let's start those conversations. Ben, again, appreciate your time and for being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 